Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, May 16th. Time is running out to raise the nation's borrowing limit to pay its bills or risk economic chaos. And leaders can't seem to agree on a compromise. President Biden met with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, the Democratic leader in the House, Hakeem Jeffries, the leaders in the Senate, both the Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, today at the White House for yet another negotiating session over how to raise the nation's debt ceiling before the United States defaults for the first time in its history and potentially causes economic havoc here at home and perhaps around the world. Speaker McCarthy seems to think there is a path to getting a deal done by the end of the week. He regrets how long it's been to get to this point. He thinks there's a lot of wasted time, but he does not believe hope has been lost here. I did think this one was a little more productive. We're a long way apart. But what changed in this meeting was the president has now selected two people from his administration to directly negotiate with us. And we've got a short time frame here to try to find out how we could come to an agreement. Um, But look, I wish we had done this back in February. Here's how Majority Leader Chuck Schumer summed up what occurred at that White House meeting today. Hopefully we can come to an agreement. We don't have much time, but default is just the worst, worst alternative. Having a bipartisan bill in both chambers is the only way, the only way we're going to avoid default. Hakeem and I are committed to trying to get that bipartisan bill done. Yesterday, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen reiterated her warning that the government could default as soon as June 1st, putting pressure on both sides to bridge their differences. But in advance of this meeting, President Biden was tweeting out messages about how catastrophic it could be to breach the debt limit didn't seem like the kind of olive branch messaging you might expect before this meeting. Biden warned that if the U.S. defaults on its debt, the economy, quote, would fall into a recession and our nation's global reputation would be damaged. He also blamed MAGA House Republicans, as he calls them, for this moment the country finds itself in. That was a sharply different tone than President Biden expressed to reporters over the weekend when he was at Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. I remain optimistic because I'm a congenital optimist. I think we'll be able to do it. And the clock is not only ticking because of the X date that the Treasury Secretary has put out there, June 1st, but also because President Biden's about to jump on Air Force One and head overseas to Japan for a G7 leaders summit. President Biden was scheduled to go to Papua New Guinea and to Australia at the back end of his trip. But an administration official now tells CNN that part of the trip has been canceled. So President Biden is now expected to go to Japan and come back to Washington in order to see these debt limit negotiations through. Now, it's hard to see movement because the rhetoric of the players has remained pretty much the same. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell on the Senate floor this morning said there's only one path to getting a deal done here, and that is Biden and McCarthy coming to terms. 
Now, the president has to make a choice of his own. Pretend the last election didn't happen or sit down with the speaker and deal responsibly with our nation's debt. Time is of the essence. So here's the rub. The main sticking points of where we are right now, they include overall spending levels and work requirements for some social safety net programs. Over the last week, discussions have been happening at the staff level. Aides from both sides were trying to identify areas with the highest potential for progress, which included limits on federal spending, reducing some unspent pandemic aid, and changes to permitting rules for domestic energy production. But it's this other key issue, which seems to be a tough nut to crack, work requirements for some government aid programs. In the bill that the House Republicans passed in April, lower-income Americans would have to work a certain amount of hours a week in order to receive government benefits, particularly food stamps and Medicaid. Now, Medicaid has never had a requirement of work at the federal level. Several states can impose that kind of work requirement if they want. The Congressional Budget Office projects that 1.5 million people could lose federal health coverage through Medicaid if indeed they don't comply with these work requirements. Now, that may change given how some states may pick up some of the slack from the federal government, so it maybe would amount to 600,000 people no small number that, left uninsured. Speaker McCarthy has told reporters that these tougher work requirements are a red line for him and his conference. And Congressman Garrett Graves, McCarthy's confidant on this debt ceiling negotiation, backed up McCarthy today before the White House meeting. The reality is that the work requirements were negotiated by Bill Clinton as president. They were supported by then-Senator Biden. And they have proven that you can take people off of social welfare programs, getting them into the workforce. What about that is bad? We should all be supporting that. Over the weekend, President Biden sounded guardedly open to tougher work requirements or some tougher work requirements, which, of course, created panic among progressives that their president was about to sell them out. I voted for tough rate programs for in the law now, but for Medicaid, it's a different story. And so I'm waiting to hear what their exact proposal is. Now, you heard there Biden was perhaps trying to wall off Medicaid, separate it from other federal aid programs that this work requirement could be a part of. Other Democrats have balked at the overall idea. A source familiar with talks in the House tells CNN that Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries won't accept new work requirements for any social safety net programs. And over in the Senate, the number two Democrat there, Dick Durbin, said it's, quote, ridiculous that work requirements are at the center of debt ceiling negotiations. Now, Durbin did stop short of saying that it was a red line for Democrats, but Elizabeth Warren, on the other hand, made clear If there are work requirements on Medicaid in this bill, it will not get her vote. It's not about trying to put more people to work. What it's about is trying to tangle more people in red tape so that they can't make it through the maze to get to the benefits that they both desperately need and that they are entitled to. One thing House Democrats have discussed is potentially filing what is known as a discharge petition. This is where the minority tries to get legislation passed through the House around the majority. And as you know, the House is structured 
entirely around majority rule. But a discharge petition procedurally could end up forcing a vote on a clean debt ceiling increase without the spending cuts attached. But it would require five House Republicans at least to vote with the Democrats. And today, those votes are not there. And that's not a reality. But Democratic Caucus Chair Pete Aguilar indicated that this was not a live option, but one that may be needed at the end of the day. I think it is uh, a break glass you know, option. Uh, we're going to wait until the outcome of the conversations uh, that the Democratic leader has with the White House uh, before we ask our colleagues to do anything. You have to remember the political dynamics here. Kevin McCarthy can only afford to lose four votes in his conference. So any deal making he's doing with President Biden, he has to take back to his conference. And his conference is not feeling at all in a position that they need to give. They're in the majority now and they feel this is a demand. This is part of why House conservatives made sure that Kevin McCarthy's speakership could end with just one House Republican calling a vote to vacate. So Kevin McCarthy is under intense internal pressure in his own conference while he's actually trying to reach a compromise with President Biden, who firmly believes that spending cuts should not be attached to America paying its debts. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.